Welcome to the Graceland Moments podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Brown. This episode is such a treat for you as we listen to Virginia Markham, who I felt like I was in the room with royalty. She has been with Graceland Baptist Church for many, many years and has a lot of sweet sentiments, not only about what she's learned over the years, but also how she just really loves the church. And that is evident in all that she says today on this podcast. I can't wait for you to hear um, her thoughts and her sentiments. If you would like to get a hold of us or share with us in this podcast, we'd love for you to reach out to us on Facebook. We have a Graceland Moments podcast Facebook group. Join it, share it. Um, We'd love to see you there. Check out this episode. Well, hey there, and welcome to the Graceland Moments podcast, a podcast designed with you in mind. Today, I have such a special guest. I cannot wait for you to hear her heart and what God has been teaching her. At 89 years old, she never stops learning, and I love just the encouragement that she's given me already in the in the few conversations that we've had on the phone. Um, I feel like I'm sitting in the presence of royalty, although she would she says no. I know, <laughs> um, but this here is Virginia. Markham, and if you if that name sounds familiar, if it rings a bell, if you've been at Graceland for a while, you've heard that name. Um, her son Alan worked more recently. Most recently, her son Alan worked here for many years, and then prior to that, I'm going to let her. I don't want to tell too much of your story. I'm going <laughs> to let her share that. But if you've been in Growth Track Week One, we talk about the history of the church, and Markham is definitely a name part of our church history. Right. It is rich in history, and, and you have been here for a lot of it. So first. Welcome. Thank you. I'm so glad you're here. Well, it's a joy for me to be here, even though it uh, caused me some anxiety. You and me both. I told her on the way in, I haven't gotten nervous from a podcast in a long time. I think this is, we're right around, sitting right around 30, and maybe for the first handful, four or five, I was nervous, and I haven't been nervous until today. And I was up all night thinking, oh, I just want to do, I just want to do justice. And then, you know, something you said to me, though, on the phone, Virginia, really rang true. And I, and I used it even this morning. Um, I, I called her. I tried to make her comfortable about this time together. And uh, you said you just want to give it all to God. And you want to make sure that you're giving God the glory. And that's really what this podcast is all about. It's not right. about me. It's not about who sits in that chair. Um, it's about God and and giving wisdom to the people, the listeners, the ears who are joining us. Right. And um, I just, I had to tell myself that this morning, but I appreciate you for encouraging me when I was trying to encourage you. <laughs> and that's really how you live. Well, that's my gifting. Yeah. My spiritual gifting. I'm an encourager. I'm not uh, deep in theology. I'm, uh, as a teacher, when I teach, you know, the, a teacher digs deep. If they have the gift of teaching, mm-hmm. digs deep and gets all the facts and all the things that go on. But in my journey with the Lord, when I discovered my gift, is that I'm an encourager. I am one that God has called, and I have a spirit calling on my life. I know I have a definite calling on my life that um, I'm, he uses my, my personality or my being to try to get, I say my ladies, those mm-hmm. I've taught for many years, uh, to do, to live out what they already know. I love that. And I see that in you. 
and I've heard that from people who know you very well, <clears throat> your grandchildren. Right. But before we get too far into that, I want to give you the opportunity. I don't mean to point at you with my That's pen. That's all right. <laughs> um, I want to give you the opportunity to share with us your history, either here at Graceland, or if you want to go back before Graceland, that's fine too. But kind of give us some some ties to connect you because you've been here at Graceland quite some time. Yes, I think. I'm trying to figure it out this morning. Every time I figure it out, I forget. So I think I've been here. Uh, if if I live until August, I think about 58 years. Wow. 58 or 59, you all can figure it out. <laughs> we came in 1963. Okay. And um, it's been quite a journey. It was, um, I didn't. I didn't want to come. We had a nice church in Kentucky, but, you know, my husband said, let's go see what uh, someone had asked him to come and and uh, apply for pastor. And uh, God just had his hand on it. Mm-hmm. And we moved here, and it was, it was a hard time during that time. We left a friend's family. My family lived in Louisville, my mom and dad, but... We moved across the river, so to speak, from Kentucky here and didn't know then what God had in store. Let's go see. I love that. Let's go see. When we say, we just had that conversation. When we say to the Lord, show us, let's go see, man, you got to be ready. You got to be ready. And you were ready. And there's so much in that. uh, I've learned through the years, it's, it's not so much what I believe about the Lord, you know, and and all that, but it's my obedience to what I know. Yeah, and you've been really obedient. Well, I've tried. I've missed many times. You're many human, times. Right? <laughs> right? So your husband is? Elvis Markham. Yes, Elvis Markham. So if you have been in Growth Track, like I mentioned earlier, the Growth Track um, program, the, the very first week, you learn a lot about the history, and he's a big reason on why we are where we are as far as our location here on Cameron Miller Road. Right. Yeah. The hand of God led us here. Um, we didn't have enough money even to put down on the property. This is how the church was at that time. It was small and a mission. Finally, we got to be a church on our own, but it was a mission for a while. But how God directs and how he supplies this property and this building and everything that you see here, uh, it's built because people had a a mind to work Hmm. and follow the leadership of the Lord in, in establishing it and he put my roots down here, and Elvis's roots, and uh, whatever comes out of that, it becomes my family. You know, when you with that uh, people, um, they become as close as your immediate family mm-hmm. when you work with them and all. But from that, uh, uh, all of my ch- both of my children, two sons. I have two sons and two. Well, they might as well, I call them daughters to myself, but they're daughter and in-laws. Mm-hmm. But I have a wonderful family, four great-grandchildren, and um, four grandchildren, yes. I better correct them, Yes, and <laughs> seven great-grandchildren. I thought you were just saying your grandchildren were great, which they are. <laughs> they are, <laughs> every one of them. 
uh, God's blessed me with a wonderful family. Um, they love the Lord. That's so important. Yeah. Um, I had the chance to, I know two of your wonderful grandchildren, right. uh, two of the four. I know uh, Lana and Jenna right. and, and Connie and Alan, which are their parents. Right. And you were the only missing piece of that puzzle. So I'm just glad to sit here and, and talk <laughs> with you and, and fill that piece in. But um, I, I reached out to them before we sat down. Right. And I asked them just off that something that they off the top of their head can tell me about their grandma, which of course they had a lot to say, but off the top of their head, your encouragement to them, you know, you said you're an encourager and I have seen that. I have seen that firsthand, which I'll explain to you in just a minute, but I've also um, heard that straight from your, your grandchildren who know that you're going to pray for them when you say you'll pray for them. They both were able to uh, give us one of your life verses and they both had the same one. So it must be the same one that, that you tell both of them to encourage them right. when they need prayer, when they're hurting, when they're afraid. Um, and I know that I'm going to give you a chance to, to share with us what God's been teaching you lately, but um, I'm sure one of the, that life verse will be, will be in that as well. But me personally, right. You don't know this. It's going to seem kind of creepy because we literally, we've said this, we know a lot of each other, but we've never actually met until just now. That's true. Physically. Right. But one time, it was probably two, it's obviously been longer than a year because you're in the grocery store. I think it was about two years ago. Uh, we were in the bakery and I was there to get bread. I don't know what you were there for, but you knew what that you were there for. And that was to encourage and live out the gospel of your faith with one of the men who worked there. And it, I probably looked creepy because I was kind of hiding behind the bagels because I wanted to see you in action. And you were. You, uh, it didn't sound like you knew this man, maybe apart from just frequenting the grocery store. Um, but you, there you were in the middle of the grocery store sharing Jesus with this man. And um, that was such an encouragement to me. And I felt like I felt like I, I got a glimpse of your life. And after talking to Lana and Jenna um, and hearing so much about you from, from everyone who knows and loves you well, that really to me is encouraging because we talk a lot about living a duplicitous life on here. Um, Pastor Nate's mentioned that a few times and, and people are one way at church and then they're another way at home. They're another way at work. And the consistency many times in the Christian life is difficult, but to be able to see you um, in action, I guess, to live out the things that you're encouraging your your small group women to do, the things you're encouraging your family to do, um, it really meant a lot to me. So I saw that. I appreciate that. I did not know that. No, you didn't. And I, like I said, somebody might have watched me and thought I was maybe <laughs> stalking you. But um, this this year has been rough, has it not? Well, yes and no. Yes, and it'll explain that to me. Well, I've had to, I, I'm, I'm, I don't know what word I want to use. I want to say strong. I guess I want to say independent, probably, mm -hmm. how some people would call it. Uh, through the years, I've been a widow now, 36 tomorrow. Mm -hmm. From tomorrow, I'll be a widow 36 years. Uh, I've learned to do things on my own and handle my life with the help of my family when I've needed it. You never go alone, but I've been able to control my life. I can 
fix my own food and I can clean my own house and I can do those things. But this has been a year uh, with the virus and also these last two years of growing older that I've had to give up some independence, which that's the hardest thing that I struggle with in this year. But I think what the Lord has done in with the COVID and all being sheltered in, um, Connie and Alan have been good. They haven't let me get my groceries or anything. And I'll tell Connie, I'll say, I can go get them. Connie said, no, we'll get them. And that I love that, that they care, but... My, I lost my independence. I lose some independence. and But I've been content with that for some reason. Even though I've struggled, I'm learning. God's working. You know, God is in the midst of all of this. And what I've learned is that I have no control. And, it, and this is really not about me. God's work is not about us. It's about him. Yeah. It's about him. Yeah. And, and you know, I don't think we have, as Christians, ever learned the principle of the word that says, I'm crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's all about me, how this affects me. Mm-hmm. And we have to die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, when we were talking, you said something that really struck me. Now, do you mind me telling your age? No. I'm proud of Yeah, you are. Yes, you are. You are 89 years proud. I am. God's let me live this long. Yes, I love it. But, you know, you said something to me. And, again, it just goes back to you living a a consistent life and and you believing one thing and living it out. You said to me, we are all a work in progress. We are still a work in progress. You, even at 89 years old, all the years you've been reading your Bible, all the years you've been trusting in God, all the years you've been seeing him work in and through your life, you still understand that we will not arrive until we've arrived. Right. Right. (laughs) Amen. And and you know, even now, even through this, you're not in control. God still has a work to do in you and through you. Right. And, you know... uh, I realize during these days I've tried to uh, still be in contact with my class as much as I could and be the encourager. Uh, I've also uh, learned, uh, you know, there was a verse I think I gave my ladies on Thursday one. I think it was... Not this year, of course, we didn't meet, but it was last year or the year before. And I said, I want you to memorize this verse. And it's Proverbs 20, uh, 22. I've got it. I've got it here, if I can remember. 2022. So Proverbs 20. 22. Verse, verse. Since God is directing our steps, mm-hmm. why try to understand everything that happens along the way? And I've asked people, uh, some people I've met with, what, what, what have you found out that this year has taught you? And most of the response is that I have to trust God. 
God brings us to that point to realize he's the only hope, you know, that we have to trust God in this. And so that's something I learned, whether I can't get out of the house or not, I'm trusting God that he's in the control of what's going on. Yeah. So why try and understand? Sometimes we can't. We can't. And we try so much to put something to it, but... The other thing that amazed me the other day that I learned, you know, we don't give uh, much, I don't know how I'm saying this, but we don't give much thought or much, um, can't think of the word I want to bring up. I can't think of the Holy Spirit's leading in our lives, what he is. Mm. And we were, you know, they're talking a lot about uh, feel lonely mm-hmm. or or whatever. Mm-hmm. We use that term, or I don't have joy. Mm-hmm. The other day I was talking with someone, and I was trying to encourage, and it was about joy, I think. And uh, out of my mouth, I said the other while ago, what comes out sometimes. <laughs> I heard myself saying, you know, we base too much of our Christian life on feelings rather than our faith. It's true. It's not how I feel. Like I said, it's not about me. But, you know, every time there's a change in our world or there's a change in the church or in our relationship, you say, how's this going to affect me? Because it's all sin. Hmm. And God's trying to get us to understand. You know, it's not, and that came from the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. that how much do we say, how do you, usually we get up in the morning and we ask ourselves, how do you feel today? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm tired. I didn't sleep, or I don't feel bad. I got a bad ache in my back. All these things are based on feelings, and God gave them, but He also gave us faith. And faith is something that Hebrews um, 11 says faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. So, how do we get that substance? We go to the Word of God. The Word of God says, you know, there's, we have joy. And then he says, uh, we, uh, in that, he says that we will, uh, I'm trying to bring it up how I said it, but we will have that, um, uh, can't think. That's okay. There'll be a break. It'll come, Yeah. <laughs> That'll be a break. Cut. That's why we love Dylan, because he'll just cut that part right out. He'll just cut that part right out. See if I get my thought there. Uh, you know, he's the. Uh, if we believe in God dwelling in us by the power of the Holy Spirit, then oh, he will. He says he'll never forsake us or leave us. So we, we're not alone. But how do we? We go back to our feelings. We feel this aloneness because we're not applying the word of God 
and so faith is action. Mm-hmm. We believe in the word of God, don't we? We apply the word of God. So I t- told this particular person, I said, you know, uh, Paul or, or Timothy one, I think it was in Timothy, he said, stir up that gift that's in you. We have the gift of the Holy Spirit in us. And since he's directing our steps, why are we so upset Yeah, a lot in our life? Yeah, I think that was some revelation for me. You know, we never get too old to learn. Every day it's his mercies. The Bible says they're new every morning. Yep, I love that. And you don't get more control just because you've gained another year. No. That's not how that works. And And then I fail in other ways, you know. I can get that stabilized in my thinking, and and I practice it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When I get to feeling, yeah, I think sometimes too, God allows us to to suffer so that we have an opportunity to depend upon Him. But like you said, our faith requires action. We still have to depend upon Him. And how do we hear from God? Many times we hear. By the power of the Holy Spirit, although that he reveals truth, like I say, and sometimes when we're teaching or something, something comes out of my mouth that I know I didn't study or I didn't (laughs) think in advance or anything I didn't prepare for. It's like he said, your feelings, you're you're living your life on feelings rather than on your faith in a living God. Hmm. That's good. That's really good. Um. You have worked really hard for this moment. I can tell you've got a lot of notes. You've got a lot of things. You said, Jenny, I want to to tell. I opened it up. I said, Virginia, what do you want to talk about? And uh, you prayed about it, right? And you said, God, what? how do I use this space for you? And, and you said, I think I'll tell them what I was learning through this experience. So you, you went from independence to having to rely on your family, on those around you, even Excellent. more so. Right. You had to learn that you didn't have control over this situation and you didn't understand this situation and you weren't meant to understand all your situations. Right. Um, you have a group of ladies that you mentioned. You uh, led and lead a small group. Yes. I have a small group um, on Thursday and then I have a Bible study group on Sunday morning. And you've been doing that a long time. <laughs> you've seen women come in and out of there for a while, but I'm sure there are a group of ladies that you've seen go through a lot of things. Absolutely. Yeah. How important is that to you? Very important to me. Uh, uh, they're, they're, a lot of these ladies are getting up in age, a lot of 90s in mm-hmm. there, older than I am. Mm-hmm. And uh, they've gone through a lot this year, yeah. a lot this year. And uh, it's important to me. Uh, I'm sorry. It's, it's important to me that they know that I care and that I'm I'm praying for them. It's uh that's the reason I try to keep in contact to to encourage even though I can't be there. There's I've had friends die, I've had family die um this year. And I haven't been able to go to funerals or anything, but it's important for me to know, to let them know that I care. Yeah. And uh, 
I pray, you know, uh, it's just important. And I told the Lord, I went through this thing about uh, getting my shot. Yes, you got your shots. Yes, I got one. You got I got one. You, well, next I get one the is... other one tonight. Tonight, okay. <laughs> I've got two major events today. Uh, yes, you do. <laughs> You're going to be tired tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, um, I thought uh, I had a reaction to uh, some CT scan die and had anaphylactic shock and ended up year several years ago in the. Uh, I, whatever the ER? No, worse. Into <laughs> uh, the, um, I ended up on a ventilator. Oh. And I went through a lot right mm-hmm. there with that experience. They had to, I coded on them. Wow. So I kind of left here for a while. Mm-hmm. And so I had a little fear of taking the shot because I'd seen everything. And uh, I was expressing one night at the dinner table with the family, and I said, I just realized that um, my fear of what had happened to me was controlling my decision. Hmm. And um, I said, then I told Alan one day, he came in, I said, Alan, I've decided that I'm going to get my shot, and he made the appointment, and I got it. I was fine. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, you know, fear keeps us from doing, and that's the enemy tool. Yeah. I don't care if it's with the vaccine. I'm just using that yeah. as an illustration. Fear keeps us many times because it's about us. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, if I die there or I die later, what difference if you're ready to meet the Lord at my age? Mm. Now, if I was younger, I might have different emotions. Mm. I'm just speaking from my personal. Yeah. These are my thoughts. Yes. Whether they fit anybody else's (laughs) or not. (laughs) Well, I think you have a lot of people listening um, who, if they're not afraid of the vaccine, they're afraid of something. That's right. right. We all have our fears. that up. Yeah. And it's up to everybody for their yes. decision on they have to yes. do what's best for them. And, right. But that's how I realize I'm either gonna sit here and not be productive. Or if I've got some years left, I wanna I told somebody, I wanna go out with a bang. <laughs> I don't wanna not in your, you don't want to be sitting in your comfortable captain's chair, right? Well, I love that chair. You do love that chair. <laughs> the chair in your home where you, it's your control. Is that what Alan calls Alan your control? Alan calls it my control center. Yes. You, you've got to love that chair. It sounds like, it sounds like you and that chair are some pretty good friends. Right, right. We've got a lot of, gone through a lot of battles there. It's my prayer chair oh, and my warring chair or whatever. I love that. Well, Virginia, you have shared a lot of good uh, wisdom, practical wisdom with us on this um, podcast. Is there anything else sticking out that you want to to share? Um, and if the answer is no, that's okay, too. But something else that you've prepared that you want to make sure? Well, um, this uh, there was, um, see where I am. I, I, it's a statement I've made many times in my teaching that I believe. You know, I believe <clears throat> we as Christians have 
as much of God as we want Mm -hmm. when we become. We have all of him when he comes to us. But, you know, in our life, we we only have what we believe active in our life. Hmm. I don't know if that makes sense to you. It does. It does. You're saying we have when we are when we give our lives to Christ, we have all of him. Right. When he comes in, we get everything God has. But we still try to dole him out in little doses sometimes. Well, we kind of like to use him as a a, a, a smorgasbord, so uh-huh. to speak. You know, I like this. I'll take this today mm. and this today, God. But let's don't. Not this. I'm not, not this. Yeah. Don't don't send me to New Albany, Indiana. Don't right. make me cross that river. Right. <laughs> my dad used to say, "You sound." I'd say, "We got to go home." And was just in Louisville, and we's coming back here. And he said, "Sounds like you're going to a foreign field." Mm-hmm. I said, it's, "It feels like it." Yeah. Yeah. But we don't want to do. Mm-hmm. And so, but uh, I think that's a lot of things that we we don't think about. We we limit God so much. Yes. It reminds me of, um, I've used this illustration a few times with some friends because we hold so tightly to the things that he's given us. Right. Um, but it's the illustration of, of Jesus bending down to a small child who's holding a, a, a small teddy bear. And, and the child is clinging to the teddy bear with all her might. And behind his back, what she can't see, is a much larger teddy bear. Right. And sometimes Jesus wants us to just give up even something he's already given us because he has something so much greater prepared right. for us. We don't. But we cling so tightly to right. things. Right. Right? Right. Um, I am a... Uh, we don't want to... We don't want uh, the principle. I think I said it a while ago. You know, we we don't want to. Uh, in that scripture where I said, when we accept Christ, he said, I'm crucified with Christ. Not, I no longer live. And uh, someone once said, a dead person doesn't feel anything. Right? For mm-hmm. us. Stirring up. But. We, if anything happens in our life that we don't like, we go back to those feelings and we we work from that. Mm. But, you know, someone I work with, um, Llewellyn Newton, in the women's ministry for about seven years. She was a younger Christian and uh, we would talk about things and and she'd say something about something was going on. She said, what do you do? And here I'm a, more of a motherly figure. And I said, you just die. Hmm. You know, we have to die to ourselves mm-hmm. in order for Christ to, to work through us. Yeah. Whether it's in a marriage, I learned early, one of us is going to have to die in this situation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and one day I'll die, and one day it was <laughs> we. It became that. It's not yeah. 50-50. It's 100% and all of that. But um, I think I've covered, but I have a little joke. Oh, I love, to, I love jokes. Tell well, us. I'll read this little story. I talked <laughs> it the other day, and I think it just uh, it just shows us. You know, uh, some of our attitudes, I liked it. 
You know, I love the church. Mm, I know you do. And they have been so good to me. They've been my family. We've been through many, many changes. And uh, a lot of times I've had to deal with some changes that, you know, we all like it like it's always been. Yeah. Uh, we like the good old days, <laughs> you know, when it was like this. And But something the Lord put on my heart this week, and I don't know whether it has any relevance to, <laughs> but I've rambled a lot today, I think. But, you know, I thought every person ought to have to walk in the pastor's shoes. <laughs> and their families for a while to know the struggle of trying to hear from God and to lead a people. It's like Moses trying to live, uh, lead the Israelites, you know. If And uh, the Lord just told me this week, it's just been going through my mind that uh, just to, and when we think about our church, you know, we're to we're to love our church where God's put you, and I'm rooted here. And when you say something about my church, you're saying something about me. <laughs> There's that mama bear. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! I'm very defensive because it's my body. Mm. It's God placed me here, called me here. I thought I wouldn't be here this long. Never thought I'd be here, but in Psalms 22, uh, 22, got it here somewhere. Years ago in the revival, Psalms 22, 25 said to me, she will pay her vows in the midst of the congregation. That was in 1985. That's a life verse God gave me. And, uh, I didn't know I'd be here this long. We are certainly uh, blessed because of it. Well, and God knows what he's doing. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. <laughs> well, let's get to this funny. Yes, tell us. Yes. Tell but me. I was talking, thinking about attitudes. Okay. But this kind of sums up most of us. It says, um, Sunday morning at a small southern church, the new pastor called on one of the older deacons to lead opening prayer. And the deacon stood up, bowed his head, and said, Lord, I hate buttermilk. <laughs> the pastor opened one eye and wondered where this was going. The deacon continued, Lord, I hate lard. You know that you put in biscuits. Some of you don't know what lard <laughs> is. I know. But that's what you put in biscuits. Now the pastor was totally perplexed the deacon continued lord i ain't too crazy about plain flour <laughs> but when you mix them all together and bake them in a hot oven i just love biscuits <laughs> it says lord help us realize when life gets hard when things come up that we don't like when we don't understand what you are doing, that we need to walk, wait, and see what you're making. Mm. After you get through 
mixing and baking, it'll probably be something even better than the biscuits. Amen. Amen. I love that. A joke that makes me laugh and cry. Right. I appreciate But that. it's so much truth in it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we get truth over in, in fun things. Yeah. I'm a fun thing. Me too. I like jokes. I like little sayings. I think Pastor Ray, when he was here, I, when I first met him, and then he told my son, Alan, he said, your mama likes those. She does a lot of one-liners. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you said plenty of one-liners, right? <laughs> right, Miss Virginia? I love that. I think I have I said a lot that. of them. Well, I, it's just been, this has been such a treat for, for me and for those listening, I'm sure I will listen to this podcast over and over and over again. And it's such a gift um, for me, for your, for your family, your, your blood family, but also um, for your church family. Cause you said we are, we are each other's body. Right. When we're part of the church. And so um, I thank you for taking the time you prepared so much for this. You, like you said, you have a big day today and I just appreciate the time that you're giving us today. I, have a few kind of fun questions for you that I, I didn't give to you in advance because you don't have to prepare because these are just talk about preferences. These are just your preferences. Okay. Miss Virginia, do you eat peanut butter? Do I what? Do you eat peanut butter? Yes, I do. Smooth or crunchy? Smooth. Smooth. And do you have a brand that you prefer? Jiffy. Jiffy Smooth. <laughs> there are a lot of those. People are passionate about their peanut butter. Right. Yes, they are. So smooth Jiffy. Um, okay. Evening, are you a night owl or are you a morning person? Night owl. Night owl. So you, you take some time in the morning getting up. You can oh, take yes. as much time as you need. Yes. Was it too early this morning getting you here? No. This was good. I can manage by 10 somewhere in there. <laughs> My husband through the years that we were married, 37 years, and he got a, he was a morning person. And so I got up every morning at 5 o'clock. And he ate a full breakfast. And uh, after he went on to glory, I said, I'm not getting up at <laughs> o'clock in the morning. But you died to yourself to be able to prepare him a full breakfast. Absolutely. And then when you didn't have to do that, you you didn't have to do that anymore. Right. You know, God knows what we need. Yes, he does. <laughs> yes, he does. He knows I was asleep I sleep in. Well, do you do uh, coffee or tea? coffee which is you just take it black or how do you take your coffee uh with with uh sometimes quite a bit of milk quite a bit so you like a little bit of coffee with your milk right (laughs) (laughs) well I like I said I cannot tell you how excited I was to sit here with you and share some time with you I would love if you are okay praying us out praying for those people who are listening who are where you were needing the Lord to teach them something in, in the struggle. You know, we've got some people who are still feeling that lonely that you were talked about in their heart. If you would just do what you do best, which is to encourage those listening um, who might be sitting in a tough place today, would you do that and pray us out? I'd be glad to. Lord Jesus, we just come to you through the precious blood of Jesus today. That's how we enter in into your presence, God. We thank you, Lord, for your protection over all of us, Lord. We thank you for this beautiful day that you've given us. And Lord, we just pray today, Lord, uh, for those that do battle loneliness, that do battle uh, not feeling joy. Lord, your word says that you 
we have the joy of the Lord in our heart when we receive you, Lord. And I'm praying, Lord, that you just open their understandings to, to believe the word. Lord, you are joy, whether we feel it. It's not whether we feel it. It's by faith we receive it. I pray for all of those that have lost loved ones during these days. Lord, a lot of us have lost family members and are going through grief. And Lord, there's a time for grief. And there's, But God, help us to look to the Holy Spirit for that comfort. Lord, sometimes our human words are so inadequate to people that have lost loved ones. But God, your spirit, Lord, you said when you ascended into heaven that you would send the Holy Spirit to guide us and to comfort us, to walk along beside us. And Lord, no matter what we're going through, Lord, in our lives day by day, in these difficult days, we don't know what you have, Lord, but we, we're trusting in you, Lord, that's where our trust in. Our hope is in you, that you walk through us. I'm reminded, God, of that song that says, uh, you lead your dear children along, some through the water, some through the flood, but all through the blood. Lord, you're able to direct our steps along the way. You've made provision for our needs. But, God, we've just got to rely on you, Lord, in order for them to be received. Lord, we have to apply those promises. Lord, so many promises. Uh, Psalm 91, thou will keep, no, they're wrong. Thou, uh, those that dwell in the shelter of the Most High will remain stable and fixed under the shadow of the Almighty, Lord, that's a verse you gave me so long ago. Lord, that's an amplified version. But God, Psalm 91 has been our anchor during these days. Lord, if we just believe that and trust in that. Lord, I pray for encouragement. I thank you for Jenny. I thank you for the good work that she's doing with Todd podcast. And Lord, I pray for, Lord, our world. We're in a mess, but God, this is no surprise to you, is it? You've got this under control. Help us to learn what you're trying to teach us, Lord, that we have to put our trust and faith in you. In Jesus' name, I ask these things. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Miss Virginia. Well, thank you. Well, that's all we have for this moment. I pray that you were encouraged. I know I was. I'm going to save this episode. If you've not already subscribed, please do so that you don't miss another moment. But if you're like me and you want to come back to this episode when you need a little encouragement, click that save button and come back when you can. Share it with someone who you might, uh, who you know who might need some encouragement as well. And until next time, take care. <laughs>